Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you as always is Tyler. Tyler, this is going to be a fun episode, all right? We've been off the last couple of weeks. Hey, we've been traveling. There's there's just life that happens, right? There's things that happen. We're joining each other via Zoom today. It is Memorial Weekend, and we're doing some more traveling. I think, Tyler, you're doing some traveling this weekend, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of stuff to cover. We're going to talk Chris Rodriguez. Is he going to be on the team next year? How Mummies had an interesting week. And uh, Arby's is selling a new item that I think a lot of people should be excited about. And we're going to talk about another story involving burgers as well, Tyler. A very burger-heavy show (laughs) this week. But then my favorite, segment three, we're going to finish it up with the worst song lyrics draft. All right? If you're familiar with the show, you know we do drafts of some of our favorite topics. This one, we're going to talk about the worst song lyrics. Tyler, a lot to cover. What episode is this? All right, Brandon, this is episode 90. We have reached the 90s. Uh, oh, good. In, in honor of one of the greatest decades of music, for the next 10 episodes, I'm going to give you the number one song in each year of the 90s. Brandon, can you really? guess what the Billboard number one song of 1990 was? Ooh, that's going to be tough. I mean, when I think 1990, I think Madonna a little bit. She transitioned to a kind of a different style than her 80s stuff. So I'm going to say Vogue, maybe by Madonna. Uh, it is female, so you're, you're on the right track. Can you give me a hint? Sure. Um, um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and Bridesmaids. Oh, hold on. Wilson Phillips. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a good one. I love it. That's a good song. It's got a great air drum part, which is very evident in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. It is. Harold and Kumar really kind of revitalized that song, I think. Br- brought it to a whole new generation of audiences. Yeah, and it ended up in Bridesmaids, like you said. So it's definitely a, uh, it's, it's got a new breath of life. They're holding yeah. on, I guess one would say. They're holding on <laughs> to that one song. Exactly. For one more yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll call this the Wilson Phillips edition of the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. Brandon, we've been gone for three weeks, man. I don't know. Did, Goodness did, did you Did you fall into the upside down? Were you eaten by a Demogorgon? What has happened to you <laughs> the last three weeks? I can definitely tell that Stranger Things has started, Tyler, because you're already quoting uh, Stranger Things stuff, which uh, we'll have yeah. to talk about off air because I haven't started it yet. Yeah, I watched but, the first two episodes last night. It's great. Good? Good start. Very good. Okay. Well, so yeah, uh, Kayla and I went to New York City. We traveled to New York, which was an interesting time. We had a hard time getting there. Listen to this, Tyler. So we went to the airport and we're getting ready to get on the plane, right? They let everybody that's ticketed get into the breezeway, which is kind of that long hallway, you know, right before you get on the plane. And all of a sudden, nobody's getting on. I told Kayla, so they're not letting anybody on this plane. And all of a sudden, the captain walks out and he's like really pissed. And he walks by everybody. I said, I don't know if I want to get on this plane. Because <laughs> if they're not letting people on and the captain's walking off upset, something tells me we shouldn't get on here. Well, we come to find out by me being very nosy that the plane was overfueled by 6,000 pounds. Oh, not, 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 not 60 pounds, not, not even 600. It was 6,000 pounds overfueled. Uh, think, uh, think about uh, that. I, I wouldn't have even, if you made me guess how many pounds of fuel a plane could hold, I don't even know that I would have guessed it could hold 6,000 pounds. That seems like a lot. Well, and, and the thing is, they couldn't put anybody on the plane. <laughs> They're like, we could fly the plane, but with no people on. So it was like, okay. So they had to get rid of all that fuel, wasted all that fuel. And we know how much gas prices are right now. 
So we did that. Then we get up in the air, right? So we're already delayed. We get up in the air and we're going to from Cincinnati to New York. We get up in the air. We're halfway there, right? It's an hour and a half flight. We were in the air for about 45 minutes to an hour. All of a sudden they come on and say, we're going to have to make a, uh, a stop. We're having a, ma- a maintenance issue. And not, they're not taking us to New, York, to New York. They're saying, we have to turn around. We're over halfway to New York. They turn around and say, we're going to land in Columbus, Ohio. And everybody's not, like, not anywhere near New York. Yeah, and everybody's like, why don't we just, we're closer to New York than Columbus. <laughs> why don't we just like finish the flight? Okay, so then we do that. We get to Columbus and it's like, okay, well, now we get to Columbus and they got to fix the door. It was the cockpit door. It snapped or something like that. And they can't fly with it. So not even anything that would keep the plane from flying, just the cockpit door was having an issue. Listen, right, at so this point, are, are you just having a, like, you know, in the, what's, what's the movie uh, where, where the dude doesn't get on the airplane and it crashes and. Oh, final uh, destination. Yeah. yeah. Dude, were, were you ever having a final destination moment? Like maybe God is trying to tell us that we should uh, not get on another plane to New York. Tyler, I was, I wanted to get out of Columbus, Ohio so bad. I was willing to risk it. All right. So now <laughs> we're delayed a couple more hours cause they have to fix it. Right. So they fix it. And then we, um, we're getting ready to board the plane and all of a sudden they shut down all the traffic at JFK airport because of thunderstorms. So if we would have gotten there earlier, there was no thunderstorms. If they would have fueled the plane properly, we would have got there on time. If the cockpit door had not just flew open, we would have gotten there on time, but now we're delayed and now they're canceling it and we're not going to fly until the next day. And we end up having to delay everything till the next morning. It's crazy, man. What an awful time. And they That's made terrible. us sit around in the airport. They kept delaying it two hours. It would say, okay, we're going to start boarding at four. Okay, now it's six. Now it's eight. Now it's 10. Now it's midnight. No, just kidding. We're going to go out 6 a.m. <laughs> so instead of letting us go, they kept us at the airport and just, it was the worst. It was the worst. But listen to this, Tyler. So we went to New York. We did a lot of New York stuff. Uh, now, my wife's a big Harry Styles fan. I don't know if you're aware of this. Are you aware of this? Uh, Do you I, know who I, Harry Styles is? I, I, I think he's a musician, but I'm not positive. Yeah, he's a musician. He was in One Direction, and he's been a solo artist for a few oh, years okay. now. All right. Very popular, Very kind of like the next, the, the big thing right now, right? So we're staying at our hotel in New York, and we get on the elevator, and I notice Kayla keeps looking at this woman, and it's like, what are you doing? It turns out it was Harry Styles' girlfriend. Okay, Emily, Emily Wilde. She's an actress. Olivia Wilde, Olivia uh, Wilde, <laughs> Olivia Wilde, yeah. Emily Wilde, Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, you're you're getting crickets over here. I have no idea. I barely knew yeah. who Harry Styles was, let alone who his girlfriend is. Well, look it up. You can Google it right now, Olivia Wilde. You'll, you'll recognize her when you see her. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't recognize her, and I was like, "You're crazy." That wasn't Olivia Wilde. Turns out it was because she was. We looked online. They posted pictures. The paparazzi snapped photos of her with the hotel's mask. Because the, the hotel gives you a mask with its logo on it. And she was wearing it outside with the same outfit on she had in the elevator. So it was her. Wow. Then come to find out that this hotel is right next to Central Park, right? Right next to Central Park. Harry okay. Styles was spotted running in Central Park over that same weekend we were there. So we were staying in the same hotel as them. And she wow. absolutely loves Harry Styles. How weird is that? That's pretty crazy. I, he, he was probably weird. staying under one of those fake names. You know, the celebrities always have a fake name when they're. What would your fake name play? be? Oh, man. What would your alias be? 
Um, Alerte, Entley Bay. God, you would get spotted in two seconds. <laughs> Big Latin. Huh? That'll do it, Tyler. We'll move on to the next topic. But I just thought that was kind of weird because we were on the 19th floor and there's only 20 floors. They were staying on the 20th floor. So they were staying one floor above us. Who who would have thought? That's wild, man. And, and you're on the same elevator with her. Yeah, it's pretty weird. And she had a mask on that said Park Hyatt, New York, with the same clothes. Wow. You're you're you're, you're claim claim to fame sharing an elevator with Olivia Wilde. I didn't share it. Kayla did. I didn't. I didn't know I was sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Who, you know. I didn't know who Olivia Wilde was till she showed me a picture, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I know who that is." That's pretty cool, man. So yeah. I'm glad, glad glad you finally got to to get to New York after all that craziness. Yeah, I, absolutely crazy. I would have just started driving. I'll be honest. Which you know, we 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 drive on most of our vacations anyway. We rarely fly. I mean, we 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 drove to the Florida Keys for for crying out loud. So there's there's not many places oh, wow. we're not <laughs> we're not going to drive for vacation. Uh, yeah, I think we I have would've... a cutoff. <laughs> we, we have a cutoff of like five and a half hours. If it turns into six, we're flying. Yeah, and even at five and a half, it's stretching it. So, but what we got there, it was fine. I ate a lot of pizza, gained about five pounds, and have since worked it all back off. So it was good. Very good, sir. Yeah. What about you, man? Anything, any craziness in your world since the last show? Oh well, no. I mean, not, no craziness. But while while you were in New York, uh, the the wife and I went to uh, see the comedian John Christ at the at the Lexington Opera House. I don't know if you're familiar with with him or not. I'm not familiar with his work, no. Uh, he, he's, you know, one of the, uh, you know, Christian comedians, you know, keeps everything clean, you know, uh, what, one, one of those good? Type. Yeah. Very, very funny. Um, but I, he, he kind of made me upset, uh, when he was doing his little opening segment, you know, he was talking about, you know, he spent the day walking around Lexington and, uh, you know, kind of exploring, you know, the comedians do that usually when they go somewhere like, Oh yeah, I went here today. Uh, but he's, he said, you know, what, what if there was a little Lexington, you know, ha, you know, they have like a little Italy in New York city. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if other countries had a little Lexington, what do you think it would be like? And he said, do you think it would just be a team with a, with a basketball team who pl- pays its players and still can't win? Which drew a lot of booze from the audience. Mm. Uh, but mm. there were a couple of, I'm guessing Louisville or, you know, non-UK fans behind us who started cheering and clapping very loudly. And yeah. I wanted to turn around and punch them in the face because I, <laughs> I was very upset. But at the end of the day, I'm like, well, what can I say? We haven't won in, you know, we haven't won anything in a while. And like, is, is Kentucky now becoming uh, just, you know, the, the, the laughing stock now that even stand-up comedians are making fun of, you know, all the talent we bring to Lexington and, and haven't won a title in a decade? Well, I think we're turning into what Kansas used to be for about 20 years. You remember Kansas was always loaded with talent. I mean, they had NBA talent out the wazoo and Roy Williams was the coach and the old knock on Kansas was, yeah, great regular season. See ya. You know, they'll be out in the tournament. It was that way for a long time. Now it's not been that way since Bill Self's been there, but we've basically switched places with Kansas, only we're doing a worse job than Kansas because we're not loading up with uber talent and we're losing earlier and we're having losing seasons. So we're a worse version of the 90s and early 2000s Kansas. Yeah, but it was, uh, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have gotten up as upset about it if, 
if they weren't for the people behind me who were, who were clapping and cheering at that comment, you know, that, that just kind of, I don't know why, but it got, it got me fired up and it, it took me a while to recover from that one to actually, uh, you know, but start you laughing say? at his jokes. What do you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah like say. There, there, we have no, who would have ever dreamed 10 years ago when, you know, we were going to final fours every year and, and, and now we're, we've got stand up comedians making jokes about how we can't win. Who would have ever thought that it would get to this point? Make, well, this made me, start, made me sad. When when you start hiring all your buddies from UMass on the coaching staff and not trying as hard, the world passes you by. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a story for another day. Tyler, we got a lot to cover. we got sports. We've got news. And, of course, we've got segment three. We're going to draft our worst song lyrics of all time. So, we got a lot to do. I think we just yeah, got to dive let's, in. Let's get it going, man. Let's hit it. All right. So, so first of all, let's talk about a topic that's been on the forefront for a lot of uh, UK football fans because this is a pretty big deal. Starting running back Chris Rodriguez, as a lot of people are probably aware, was um, arrested for DUI and failed yep. to show up at a court appearance because of a scheduling mishap with a legal office. He didn't show up and a warrant was issued. That has since been resolved. However, there are rumors circulating now that there are other issues surrounding Rodriguez, which may lead to him not even being a part of the team next year. We're hearing rumors that he may miss the first few games. We're hearing rumors that he may miss the whole season. Tyler, what are your thoughts just overall on the rumors Chris Rodriguez, and if he is out for either half or all the season, what does that mean for the team next year? Well, I mean, you 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 can't you can't say it's surprising. I mean, this is not that you know this wasn't even his first DUI, right? Like he he had one a year or two ago, I believe, uh, right. if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look that so up. He, I'm he, not sure. Uh, but there was there was some something happened a few years ago. And it's, mm. it's not his first incident. Let's just put it that way. Before That's I accuse yeah. somebody of a of a, of a, a DUI, but uh, you know he he's had trouble in the past. So you know it's it's unfortunate, and you, you have to think that whatever he has done has to be pretty bad, because you know there is no way that Mark Stoops and that staff want to bench Chris Rodriguez. I mean, we are set up to have potentially one of the biggest seasons in the history of the program. And a lot of that has, you know, hinged on that we've got a guy at running back who could become the school's all-time leading rusher this year. I mean, that, that's not just something you can, you can easily replace. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've heard people say, oh, you know, we've got a lot of depth at running back, so it's not a huge loss. He could be the best running back in the history of the school. I don't care who you've got as the running back two and running back three. That is a devastating loss. Now, hopefully we've got some guys who can come in and fill it for ever how long this is. Um, but just just really unfortunate, really, really sad that this kid has, you know, he has nobody but himself to blame for this. Whatever he has done, it's it's on him. He is he's let his teammates down, he's let his coaches down. You, you just hate to see a kid that talented just make such a poor choice, such poor decisions. Uh, but, but honestly, you know, we saw the issues with, with fumbling, especially last year, just fumbling at critical moments. It was an issue that he never fixed. Just seems like a kid who is super talented but just not very disciplined, if, if we're being honest. And I think that comes through on the field. And, you know, with the fumbles and we're now seeing off the field, just uh, just a lack of, of self-discipline, it seems, on his part. 
Yeah, you're seeing how two different leaders who returned are handling their leadership roles. You've got Chris Rodriguez, who's just embroiled in one thing after another. And then you've got Will Levis, who is doing everything right. You know, it's like a tale of two, <laughs> tale of two cities, right? And, uh, you know, Levis has done a, a much better job. So I don't know what Rodriguez has done, but it sounds like it's self-inflicted and you don't replace the greatest running back in UK football history, possibly, uh, with somebody on the second team. I mean, you replace them, but you, do you really replace their production? No. Yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be a huge loss. It's going to be hard to to replace that. Again, there is a lot of depth at running back, so you know maybe some guys step up. We've definitely got guys with a lot of potential. The potential is there, but you you know we've not seen anybody yet on the field who can do what Chris Rodriguez can do. Just very unfortunate, and it really puts a, a bit of a, a sour note before the football season starts. Um, yeah, and our, you know, you know, if you want to get some, you know somebody's real opinion on this, because a lot of people are really quick to brush this off like it's not a big deal. Ask them if they were going to invest money in the stock market. Would they rather invest in Apple, which is a known uh, you know commodity that will have good returns, or would you invest in a startup business that you heard was pretty good? If you had a million dollars, which one are you investing money in? And then you tell me it's not a big deal. Yep, I know. I want the one that uh, I've I've seen the results already. Exactly. So. All right, Brandon, uh, moving to basketball, we got a new recruit. Um, you, you may have to help me with the name here. I'm probably going to butcher this, so I apologize. I'm not helping you whatsoever. I want to hear it. <laughs> um, a do Thero. You do what? Like <laughs> uh, I, said, I, yeah. do, I do Thero, but I don't know what Thero is. Tom. What is that? <laughs> I think that's like a new uh, like uh, yoga thing. You, you do thero. It's, it's 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 good for your core, I think. Uh, but anyway, uh, Mr. Adu is a three-star guard from Pennsylvania. We don't we don't get too many three stars in, in John Calipari recruiting classes, uh, but he comes in as a three-star from Pennsylvania. Um, the connection to Calipari, you may be thinking, why is Calipari recruiting a, a three-star? Well, the connection he, is – Did he used to cut his hair? Is he a ball <laughs> boy? That's usually Cal's go-to. What is the connection? Uh, so, apparently, Adu's father played for Calipari at Memphis in the early 2000s, which is crazy. He's already got a kid old enough to play college basketball. It mm -hmm. makes me feel really old. Yeah. Uh, but, Brandon, what, what, do you, what, what do we think about this? We've got – you know, a kid that's a three-star coming in. I feel like we definitely need the players, uh, but do you think this is going to be a good fit uh, in Calipari's system at Kentucky? Tyler, can I tell you something? Please do. Can I, you, can I be just 100% frank with you? I don't care if the kid was a one-star or a seven-star. They don't even make seven stars. All I'm saying is I want to see it. I don't believe any of this crap. I don't want to hear any hustle and bustle about anybody. I need to see something on – on the court. That's all there is to it. I don't care if they're one star, three star, five star, 10 star. Don't care. Now, I got to see something. No, no, hold on. I, I don't, I don't think you really believe that. So, so you're telling I, me, I believe if, it a hundred percent. If John Calipari next year, his entire recruiting class was all three stars, kids ranked 150th, 170th. If he brought in a whole class full of three star guys in the top 200, 
you're you're going to be okay with that. You're not going to complain about that. And you're just going to say, well, we'll see how they do. I'm going to, I, Tyler, I've distanced myself so much from recruiting because I've seen so many misses. I've seen Calipari players that were supposed to be great, just bomb. I've seen players, you know, be better than I thought they would be. It's just a cluster right now. This isn't the first five years of Calipari where everything was firing on all cylinders. You don't know what you're getting till you see them on the court. I'm just going to assume, okay, it's fine. Show me on the court. I really, I'm not kidding you. Interesting. I, I, I thought you would be up in arms about this because you, you usually, you know, complain about how Cal hires his buddies and schedules games against his former ball boys and, you know, to, to bring in a, the son of a former player. I, I thought you would be more upset, but it seems, seems you have just reached a level of apathy, Brandon, with, with recruiting. Well, you know who else is a son of a former player? Who's that? DJ Wagner, number one player in the class. So how can I get upset about this guy being the son of a former player? <laughs> I would love to have DJ Wagner. You know what I mean? So I can't I can't get all high and mighty on my high horse. And then two weeks later on the show, if DJ Wagner commits, be like, this is a great, this is so smart. You know, that'd be hypocritical. I'm just saying that even if Wagner came here, yeah, that's fine. Show me on the court. Because well, it, it, it's good to be a number one player, a top 10 player, but you have to have, you have to be allowed to do what you're supposed to do and develop. So I, I got to see that part of it. That's 50% of it is the talent. The other 50% is Calipari letting them do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really upset about it either for the simple fact that we, we just need players right now. We've got like what, nine or 10 scholarship players right now. Mm-hmm. And from everything we're hearing, Cal is pretty much done with recruiting for next year's team. So uh, unless by some miracle from the heavens that Shaden Sharp decides to come back in the next week, which ain't going to happen, but the, if not, then our, our roster is set. So, I mean, and, and we've talked about this. We, we go through injuries. Guys get sick every year and they have to hose down the dorm because everybody gets the flu. We, we just need bodies. So I don't care. I, I'm with you. I don't care that he's a three-star. Just get some people in for practice, if nothing else. Um, the, talking the kid about practice. Had, are we talking about practice, man. Jeez. But the the kid, interesting enough, uh, the kid grew six inches last year, so he was like five eleven and grew to six five. So if he does that again this year, if he grows another six inches, then he comes in, he's six eleven. We we got a future Kevin Durant, a, a big man with with guard skills. So sure maybe enough. maybe he'll grow another six inches this year. You know who else grew a lot really quick? Scal LaBCA, and he was terrible. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, but so did Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was a guard like his freshman, sophomore year, then hit a growth spurt, turned into a big man. But maybe a do Thero will be the next Anthony Davis. I do think that's crazy, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling oh, me Kenzie Thero, you went from a guy that you didn't even know how to pronounce his name to comparing him to the next Anthony Davis. That was a quite a transition in a matter of three minutes, Tyler. It's impressive. Well, that's what we do as Kentucky fans. We talk ourselves into every recruit being, you know, the next superstar. So, I mean, that's that's, that's just what we do in Big Blue Nation. But, uh, yeah, yeah there's going to be a lot of the new puns in the next four years. I do agree. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, 
<laughs> it's not going to stop, is it? All right. Oh, oh, <laughs> Tyler, this is crazy. So, the, so the basketball team does need uh, a revamp. I think we can all agree with that. And even John Calipari, it looks like he's agreeing as well because he is um, working to get some facility upgrades for the basketball team. And he's also interested in upgrading Big Blue Madness, Tyler. And that could mean things from doing the camp out. We're hearing rumors that folks within the team want to get the camp out going again while running into some issues with administration. Tyler, what really does Calipari need to do to inject some life into this and how can he fix madness because it is turning into a snooze fest? hundred uh, percent agree with Cal on both of these, actually. You know, usually you hear us, you know, complaining about things that Cal says or does, but I think he's actually right about this. You know, most of our facilities are, you know, over a decade old. I think the, the craft center is like, what, 15 years ago or something that it was built. And, you know, a lot of these other schools are getting new facilities put up. And, you know, kids have stated like, you know, they see the facilities at, at, at Kansas or, or Carolina and these other places and they come to Kentucky and are kind of underwhelmed. So if, if that's the case, we, we've got to improve that. We, we cannot have kids be underwhelmed coming here on recruiting visits. Whereas before, you know, maybe you say it's Kentucky, it doesn't matter, we're going to get the kids anyway. Well, we've seen the last few years we are not getting the, the elite of the elite players. So if you're not getting them, you've got to change something. You, you've got to, you know, even Kentucky can't just rely on its name all the time. So I agree facilities need to be upgraded. I can barely watch Big Blue Madness, if I'm being honest. It is, I think it is almost unwatchable. And we get so excited every year to watch Big Blue Madness, and then after about 30 minutes, I'm about ready to fall asleep. Madness needs to be completely revitalized. I'm not sure how you do it because Cal doesn't like the players to actually scrimmage. To me, that's the most boring part of the whole madness is the actual basketball. So – if we're not going to play a real scrimmage, then I, I say you just do just do crazy stuff. Like pull, pull a fan, draw a fan out of Rupp Arena at random and have them come play Oscar Shibway one-on-one. Give them the ball three times. Say, if you can score one time against Oscar, you win $1,000. Or let's, uh, let's just have them, I don't know, have them play Red Rover or something. Red Rover, Red Rover, we dare Oscar over uh, anything oh, God, would, that would be scary. Anything would be more entertaining than the basketball if they're not even going to play. But yeah, let's just do fun stuff. Do, do a, you know, make them do like a squid games or something, you know, without, without death, obviously. But, you know, just, just, <laughs> just have them do something fun and entertaining because the basketball is not entertaining. So let's just make it an event. Let's just go out there and let the guys have fun and, and do crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got to bring camp out back, number one. You know, there, there were all these things we would rattle off when we were, you know, 10 years ago. We'd say, yeah, Big Blue Madness camp out, it's awesome. It's the craziest thing in college basketball. Oh, we're the all-time wins leader. Oh, we have the longest three-point streak. Oh, look at our uniforms. These are awesome. They're so cool. We've lost all those. You know, and every time one would drop off, everybody would be like, that's not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. Okay, we're not the all-time win, so what? Okay, we lost the three-point streak, so what? We don't do madness anymore, so what? Or camp out. Before you know it, what do you tell people we are? (laughs) 
we're the great, we're the greatest. What's something unique? Well, we're really good. You know, we had all these <laughs> unique features with Kentucky basketball. And we just slowly withered them all away for various reasons. And I think when it comes to madness, Cal needs to shut the hell up and not do his speech at the beginning because it will get crickets. They will have to funnel in claps, you know, yay, or put applause signs up for people to be like, oh, I'm supposed to clap. Okay, great. It's it's not going to work. I think everybody's reached the point to where it's like, show us something. Do something. I know people say, don't tell kids, you know, entertain me. Ha, 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 I paid tickets. Dance for me. Ha, ha, you know, all that kind of stuff. But reality is people have paid a lot of money for these games over the last few years, paying a lot of money for parking, traveling to watch the team. And the return on that investment has been piss poor. People can gripe about players. You know, I know that they're 18-year-olds, but now these are 18, 19-year-olds that are making money. So whether you want to call them professional or semi-professional, they're making money. And if somebody does bad at their job, you can complain. These kids are working now. So I, my perspective on that has changed too. I used to say, hey, these kids are just, they're trying to go to school. They're doing all this stuff. Now, if I got bad service from an 18-year-old at McDonald's, I would let somebody know about it. Be like, service there sucks. Don't go there. <laughs> if I got bad service from a 21-year-old at the Jiffy Lube, I'd say, don't go to Jiffy Lube. It sucks. It's awful. So why can't I complain about somebody making money playing a sport now? It's a different attitude, man. And people, they, they got to do something. They got to produce. People are investing their money. They're making money. They need to produce. That's the coaches and the players. So, so maybe we just need to write a bunch of bad Yelp reviews uh, on Big Blue Madness, and and that'll that'll lead to some changes. Let's let's yeah, let's start I'm, I'm let's sure. start that up right now. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. But long story short, I, it's a put up or shut up year for Cal. That's all there is to it. Nobody wants to hear him say we're the gold standard needle when we can't get to a Final Four and we lose to uh, Saint whoever. St. Mary, St. Joseph, St. Patrick, St. whatever. You just don't lose those games. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I don't want to hear any State of the Union addresses at this year's Madness. Let's – Please don't. I don't want to talk about the state of this – that's why I'm, I'm trying to forget it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Yeah, please. All right, uh, Brandon, our last sports topic, uh, quite an interesting one. Just just happened literally yesterday. How Mummy, the former football coach, the implementer of the air raid with Tim Couch, was arrested Friday morning in downtown Lexington at the Lexington Hyatt. Uh, apparently, police were responding to uh, some disorderly conduct that was happening there. Mummy was arrested for criminal trespassing and resisting arrest. So apparently he, he got into a little altercation with the police once they arrived. Uh, Brandon, does this impact your feelings of how Mummy? I mean, he, he had definitely had a lot of good and then also a lot of bad leaving us on probation when he left. Uh, do you think this impacts his legacy at Kentucky at all? 0.0. .0. I mean, how many brought the air raid in, right? I mean, we passed every every down, it felt like. You know, we had Tim Couch. We had Jared Lorenzen. We had some really good years. Uh, when I first heard about the police report, my first thought was, I bet he didn't run. <laughs> he didn't run in, in the offense here. <laughs> so I was like, I bet he didn't run. Nice. Uh, 
Yeah, thank you. I've been saving that one up for a while. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it doesn't change my opinion. He's been kind of a free-spirited guy. When I think of him, I think of Jimmy Buffett wolfing down a chili dog, meeting a coach at the 50-yard line, throwing the ball as much as he wanted and basically doing whatever the heck he wanted. So this does not change my opinion whatsoever. It's par for the course. I think this is actually good branding for Hal Mummy. <laughs> yeah, when's the last time we talked about Hal Mummy? <clears throat> um, yeah. But, yeah, did you see his mugshot, by the way? Dude, I, I would not have recognized him, if we're being honest. He, no, he's I'm not looking this up right now. I'm going to look this up right <laughs> Uh, but he, he's actually smiling in the mugshot, which I thought that's total. That's that's how mummy right there. Like you, you cannot wipe the smile off his face with anything. But yeah, the, the whole incident just seems kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> he found it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like that was that. The, uh, the, the police said they were responding to dis- <laughs> a disorderly female who was refusing to pay a bar bill. Right. So th- this kind of makes me think there's with with anything there, there's a woman involved, and you know may, may, may have got Hal into some trouble. Um, uh, now, now wait a minute. Are you saying the woman got Hal into some trouble, or Hal got himself into some trouble? Well, I mean, it's, yeah, still still putting the blame on Hal, but as as we we have seen with with many a men, their their downfall has been around the opposite sex and. It seems like how, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I, I will say though, uh, there is no defense for what how mummy did. No defense. I, I I will see your he didn't run and raise you a no defense pun. How about that? Oh God, that's pretty good, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Now, now, and yeah, that, and you know, we we how mummy is used to hearing sirens in Lexington. You know, we had the air raid <laughs> sirens. So maybe he thought he was reliving his glory days, exa- and he was exactly. just trying to getting fired up to coach. Yeah, th- those oh, were not God. air raid sirens, coach. Those were police sirens. We're never going to get how mummy on the show now. <laughs> well, this a- add into the list. Jeez Louise. Yeah, uh, I think our opinions have pretty much nuked every uh, interview opportunity we're ever going to have for the next 20 years uh, with anybody related to UK. But that's okay. That's why people watch the show. I mean, I think it's important. That's right. <laughs> what a Tyler, I didn't see those coming. You really, you, you just couldn't pass those up. <laughs> couldn't Very pass. Nice. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. All right. Well, uh, to, to anybody listening, if, if this is your first time listening <laughs> to the show, thank you for joining us. This is what we do here. Uh, we we call things as we see them. We are not affiliated with UK Athletics currently. Uh, we, we will call a spade a spade. We will call somebody out for awful behavior. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that uh, subscribe button so that you never miss any episodes because we're, we're, we're going to keep doing this. We're, we're, we're going to keep going. This is episode 90. We're going to keep going un, until, we, until we get to 900. Maybe we'll stop then. Uh, Maybe. But please, please do subscribe and please leave a comment. Give us some feedback. Even if you think we stink, we, we appreciate hearing from the audience. You all are crazy. Uh, I, I've been hearing from a few people. I, where, where have you all been the last few weeks? So uh, we, we appreciate everybody who listens. It, it means a lot.
Yeah, absolutely. It's been, uh, this, this has been fun, man. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, ever since we started, we were a little rusty when we started, but I think we kind of know what we're doing now. Right. I mean, we're, we're starting to figure things out, right. It took us 90 episodes, but I think we're figuring stuff out. <laughs> yeah. By episode hun- yeah. By episode 190, we're just going to be rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tyler, listen to this. We're going to get into some news, and then in segment three, we're going to talk about our worst song lyrics. I want to start out with a story out of California, Tyler, because now parents are going to be able to sue social media platforms for up to $25,000 per violation under a bill that was passed by the state assembly uh, this past Monday, and it talks about addiction for kids that are under 18 years old. So if the children are found to have an addiction, whether this is physical, mental, or emotional, to their social media, if it's causing them harm, if they're having trouble focusing at school and they can't quit, basically, uh, the social media platforms can be fined $25,000 in California. Todd, I got to know what you think about this because, I mean, there's going to be lawsuits. This, this is going to fill the court system up, in my opinion, but I got to know what you think about this. Do you think it's a good idea? Uh, no. The, this, this, this is crazy. So if, if your kid... If you're a parent and your kid has any other addiction, your kid has an alcohol addiction, a drug addiction, are, are, you, are you suing the alcohol companies? Are you suing the tobacco companies? Or like, at some point, this is your job as a parent to make sure your kid is not addicted to anything. I mean... <laughs> You know, that, that's kind of one of the first priorities as a parent. You know, you, you provide them food, clothing, shelter, and don't get them addicted to stuff. So if, if this actually ends up becoming law, there's not going to be any social media because the, the, if they have to end up paying, you know, for these legal cases and, uh, you know, if they file in favor of the parents, then, I mean, they're just, they're just going to cease to exist. Which may actually be a good thing. We might all be better off without social media, if we're being honest. Uh, but this just seems absurd to me that parents do your job. Don't just blame the social media companies. Keep your kids off social media. Don't let them get on it if you're that concerned about it. Rant over. Rant over. Well, that, that's a that's a very good rant, Tyler. I got to say. So, are you blaming it on the parents? Are you or are you are you also saying? that companies shouldn't be held responsible for the behavior of how somebody uses something. Which one are you going with? Because that's two separate arguments. Are you arguing that parents need to do better? Or are you saying that companies shouldn't be held responsible for the behavior of people that use their tools? Well, I think, I think both com- companies should be responsible and help. We're, we're all so, so wait, we're, so you're saying companies addicted. should be, I'm addicted to social media. You're addicted to like how many, how many of us, the first thing we do every morning is check our phones, check Facebook, check Twitter. It's the last thing we do before we go to bed. We're scrolling on our phones. We're all addicted to this stuff. So you're saying companies should be held responsible or not? Yes, I think they should. So you're saying companies should be sued. If you're intentionally doing things to try to addict people to your product, I don't think that's right. I don't think you should be able to do that. So you think they should cease to exist or what should they do? Because I mean, what, 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 what would a bourbon company in Kentucky do? They make a product that people can get addicted to. So would you sue a bourbon company? Yeah, well, they're not, they're not putting algorithms to intentionally try to make you more. They're, they're just putting the product out there. These companies are manipulating people into becoming addicted to it. 
you know, I think there's a difference. Yeah, there's actually, uh, obviously, there's been some news over the last week regarding gun stuff, right? Uh, and I'm not, we're not going to get into that because it's, you know, we're just not going to do that. But there was a landmark case just a few years ago where people sued a gun manufacturer for the death caused by that model of gun. Okay, so that's so in that particular situation, it's been done before. So that's why I gave the bourbon example. Okay, so that that tool caused somebody it didn't cause somebody, but somebody used that tool for negative things. Well, could a bourbon company be held responsible for making the bourbon that somebody drank before they killed somebody in a DUI crash? You know, how far do you take that? It's a really interesting argument because like you said, social media is a little bit different because they are actively trying to addict people. You know, they actually hire people. They hire addiction specialists not to help people get over addiction. They hire them to learn how people become addicted to make it happen more. It's really interesting if you go behind the scenes and see what they do. Um, so do you think there's a distinction there between somebody that's actively manipulating versus somebody that's just making a product and somebody uses it in a negative way? Is there a difference? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think with, with social media too. I mean, it's that 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 the you know they're they're targeting kids. Some of them are. I mean, you know, guns and alcohol are, are not. You know, you, you can't even buy those until you're of a certain age. Like, right. uh, so so maybe that's the answer. Maybe the the restriction needs to be. You know, you can't get on social media until you reach a certain age because, you know, with kids that, you know, their minds are still developing. They're so easily influenced at that age. We've seen so many kids be harassed on social media. We've seen kids commit suicide because of what's happened. People have said to them on social media. So for, for them to even allow and target to try to influence kids to be on it, I, I don't I don't like it. Like yeah, it's interesting. It I think it, the only thing that they could do is, you know, social media companies may just cease to operate for people that are under the age of 18 in California, but leave it open for everybody else. They'll yeah, work their way around it. They, they have enough money to be able to figure out a solution. So they'll figure it out. Yes, they do. All right, Brandon, uh, moving on to a, a more happy topic. Uh, American Idol just finished its last season. I believe it's uh, season 638. Uh, <laughs> yes. This year's winner, a Kentucky native from our neck of the woods in eastern Kentucky, Noah Thompson, uh, from Lawrence County in uh, Louisa. Louisa. Was, was this year's winner. Uh, Brandon, uh, we, we always love seeing people from especially eastern Kentucky go on to do big things. Uh, were, were you excited to see uh, a fellow eastern Kentuckian win big on this? Uh, it's a pretty big deal. I don't know if you've watched. Did you watch his initial audition, Tyler? I've not watched the minute of it. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty interesting because he was the first audition of this season, and the only reason that he auditioned is his buddy who hangs drywall with him. They, you know, that was their job. They hung drywall for homes. He's like, man, you need to go on American Idol. I'll go with you. And so his buddy is just sitting there. He's like, yeah, go in, go do it. And he went in and sang. They absolutely loved him. Then they brought his buddy in, and he's like, yeah, I just told him he needed to go. <laughs> do it so just think about that a guy you're hanging drywall with three months ago turns out to be kind of your like guardian <laughs> angel that has just made you a millionaire and i tell you what noah better really take care of that guy 
he better give him a job. I can tell you that. I usually, you know, don't tell people to like buy everybody something. When you become rich and famous, everybody wants a piece, right? Well, this guy deserves the piece because you have none of that fortune and fame without that dude. So you pay him really well, whether he's your manager or not, or just a trusted confidant that you can take with you on the road. He gets to go with you. That's the rule. So uh, I'm, I'm happy that he won it. And I think it's a cool story that you can go from drywall a few months ago to being, you know, an American Idol winner. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, if, if he does end up paying that dude uh, for, you know, giving him uh, the, the courage to kind of do the American Idol tr- audition. Listen, anytime I have somebody over to my house, I, I'm going to be like, hey, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Painter, uh I got a guitar sitting over there. You you, you play guitar? Well, yeah, you should, you should try out for American Idol. I, I'm getting anybody that comes to do work around my. I'm getting the guy who cuts our grass. I, I'm I'm getting anybody to see if I can uh, find the next American Idol. Yeah, yeah. Start doing that. Go. We need to invest in a microphone, and next time we have a landscaper come by, just say, "Hey, can you hit a few bars?" Real quick? <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Uh, maybe some, I will always love you or, you know, you got anything special in there? Cause you know, they're both going to do really well. That That's his buddy for life. He's his lifesaver. It's a cool story. And uh, I don't know. I'm happy to see a Kentucky guy do something good because, you know, the only other thing we had in the news was uh, Johnny Depp, who is of course from Kentucky and, you know, he's been in the news <laughs> quite a bit. Oh, has he? I that's hadn't heard about that. Yeah. Heard. That's funny. Kyle. Very funny. Um, because yeah, anyway, moving on to the next story, Ty, this is a big one. This is a big one. Are you ready? Oh, okay. What, what's, yeah, what's so, going uh, on? So a Wisconsin man over the last 50 years, Tyler has eaten a Big Mac nearly every single day. So he celebrated his 50 year anniversary of eating Big Macs. And it is estimated that he's eaten well over 32,000 Big Macs in his life. His name is David Gorsk and he's not a big dude. He looks like an average guy, Tyler. I don't know if you've seen the picture. But I've got to know, first of all, can you believe somebody did this every day for 50 years? He's 68 years old now. And second, what food would you eat every day for 50 years? Oh, great, great question. If you had to eat one food every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, first of all, my thoughts on this guy. Gross. (laughs) I cannot imagine eating a Big Mac. Let alone, I don't think I could eat one once a week for 50 years, let alone every day for 50 years. Listen, whenever my wife and I are trying to figure out, like, you know, what, what are we going to have to eat tonight? Uh, oh, you want to get a pizza? Uh, no, honey, we had spaghetti last night. That's too close. Like, I don't even like having the same genre of food back to really? back. Really? So, yeah. So, like, if we had any, you know, if we, if we had, you know, Tacos, I know we can't go out to Mexican the next night because we had tacos the night before. I don't even like doing that, let alone eating the same thing every single day. It just sounds disgusting. I don't know how he's not sick of them by now, but apparently he still loves them. And he said it's like he's eating it for the first time every time he eats one, which is just amazing. But if I had to eat one food, this, this is an easy answer for me. Now, I, I could actually do two foods every day, mm-hmm. uh, which is Reese cups and, and ice cream. I could eat oh, Reese cups, and I, cups. Oh. Uh, or, or just have Reese cup ice cream, you know, with the ice cream with the peanut butter cups in them. Ugh. I, I, 
I mean, I, I almost eat them every day anyway. So that would just be like a normal, maybe I need to start tracking them. Maybe I can be like this guy in 50 years. Jeez Louise. But you, what, what do you think about this dude? What are you eating for now, 50 years? I think it's amazing, number one, that he's not gigantic. He looks like a normal yes. dude. He looks like a normal guy, which, you know, if you think about those competitive eaters, like uh, the guy that wins the hot dog eating contest every year, he's skinny. He's a skinny dude. Uh, so there's something weird about that. The other thing is I would love to check his cholesterol levels. Um, I would like to see if they're absolutely through the roof. But I think it's pretty cool. There's a, a couple of foods that I think I could eat uh, every day, one of them being a Taco Bell taco. Uh, oh I could eat God. one every day. I, I could actually eat that all day long. If you told me that for the next 50 years I could just eat one food, it'd probably just be Taco Bell. Well, I, I think know it's that good. Would, that would definitely keep you skinny. <laughs> and then the other one, you know, I'd have to go with a, a Chipotle burrito. Or chips and salsa. There's three. Chips and salsa, burritos, tacos. I, I could eat those every day. I could eat it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night snack. I could do it for anything. I really don't care. If you told me all the other food on the planet is gone, we only have tacos, burritos, and chips and salsa left, I would say I've reached heaven on earth. This is fantastic. Um, so <laughs> that's my answer. Okay. Me. Maybe all I'm right. wrong. So, clear, clearly, you love Mexican food uh, a I whole do. lot. I do. I love it very much. All right. We got one more food topic here. Since we're talking about McDonald's cheeseburgers, another fast food restaurant is going to be introducing cheeseburgers for the first time, which is Arby's. Better known for their roast beef sandwiches, Arby's is adding a hamburger to its menu for the first time in the 60-year history of the restaurant. Uh, I believe they are. I believe they are now available. I could be wrong. But I, th I think you can get them now. The Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. What What does Wagyu mean? W A G Y U. Todd, do you really want to know? Yeah, uh, sure. So I actually go into depth on this. I watch a lot of information on Wagyu. Believe it or not. So Wagyu oh, yeah, is like. like are you serious? Tyler, I'm not going to go into how many hours I've spent uh, learning about uh, meats, but that's beside the point. So, <laughs> so Wagyu, Wagyu is pretty much the best meat on the planet. It is named after a region in Japan that basically they have all these rules for how they raise the cattle. And when you order a Wagyu steak from Japan, they actually send a certificate of authenticity with it. Like it's a whole thing. You don't just buy a steak. When you order stuff in from Japan, it's, it's the real deal. They, they send you like the name of the cow. Like, isn't it Billy the cow or something? Um, wow. So yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And then I actually learned this time. This is total side note. They have this stuff called olive Wagyu. Listen to this time. So olive wagyu comes from Japan too, and you know what? That you know why it's called olive olive wagyu, because the only thing that they feed these cattle are olive and olive pulp for their whole life. What? That's all they eat. That's all they eat. And the reason wagyu is so good is because the marbling on it has fat all throughout, but it's not like overwhelming. It's just like this consistent thing. And if you hold it in your hand, like a raw wagyu steak, it will start to melt in your hand. I I am blown away right now. I had no idea you were such a, a an expert on Wagyu. Tyler, I didn't even know is, what it was. Well, that's why I'm surprised it's at Arby's, which makes me question <laughs> the authenticity of this. So um, I'm going to have to, 
I'm going to have to see this to believe it because uh, I know that they really focus on the roast beef and I'm not hundred percent sure that's full roast beef. I think it's a roast beef type product. Um, so I'm going to have to try it to believe it because Wagyu is very expensive uh, for a four ounce steak in a restaurant. For example, you're talking 150 bucks. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? For a tiny, tiny little steak. It's like 50, 60 bucks an ounce. All right, so so the fact that Arby's has put a price tag of five ninety nine on the Wagyu Steakhouse burger, you're you're a little pessimistic about that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see it to believe it, Tyler. That would, wouldn't even cover the tax on a Wagyu steak. So I'm having a hard time believe, believing that they are going to do to do that. Now you can't get Wagyu. There's American Wagyu as well, and there's also Australian Wagyu. So there, there are different types, Tyler. We could do a whole show. And in fact, maybe we do an entire episode on Wagyu. Maybe we do an entire 90-minute show about Wagyu someday. I think you would enjoy it. But I have a hard time believing that they're selling authentic Wagyu for $5.99. This isn't my first time around the block. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we do the, a whole show, and we could actually try the Arby's burger on, on the show. Uh, well, here's my question. Are you going to try it? Yeah. I have to give an honest opinion on it. I'm just telling you right so, now, it's it's they it can't be authentic Wagyu. Yeah, I, no way. I, I just I, I just can't imagine that people are going to. I mean, maybe they go try it once, just just for the uniqueness of it. But let's be honest. I mean, there are so many places to get a good burger. I can't imagine that people are going to start going to Arby's for their burgers. You just don't associate Arby's with burgers, but just stick to what you do. Well, like you do roast beef. Great. But if I want doing real roast, roast beef, if I, <laughs> yeah, maybe we can get some Wagyu roast beef. Uh, but yeah, if, if you want a roast beef sandwich, you're going to Arby's. If you want a cheeseburger, I've got a list of 20 places that I'm, are coming into my mind before Arby's. So uh, I'll be interested to see. Uh, right now, they're only going to run through July 31st. So if you want one of these burgers, you've got till the end of July. And then I, I guess they'll see how successful it is after that. I can't imagine long term this is going to be uh, a successful move for Arby's. There's no chance that's a Wagyu burger. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to buy a, a $150 piece of Wagyu steak and put the Arby's <laughs> burger side by side and see if you can taste the difference. How about yeah, that? I think they have those at uh, Jeff Ruby's and at uh, Tony's. Okay, uh, let's so, do it then. You know, maybe, maybe it's something we can try, but I don't know. Anywho, uh, interesting segment, Tyler. I got to say, you know, I didn't know we were going to, I didn't know it was a Wagyu burger. So you really threw, threw me off with that one. And I think you found out a lot about me and the fact that I've watched a lot of videos about how to prepare meats. Um, so there you go. A little bit more information than people needed. But segment three, I've been looking forward to this because it's something we've talked about for a while. If you're familiar with the show, you know, we like to do a draft um, occasionally in segment three where we talk about some of our favorite topics and we pick our favorites among whatever that topic is. And this week is no different. This week we are doing the worst song lyrics of all time, according to us. Okay, there have been articles written about this, but we're going to do our definitive list here. We're going to draft our top three songs with yes. the worst lyrics. Now, this could be an entire song. It could be one line from a song. It could be something that just aggravates you in general. It doesn't. There's no really big parameters here. It's just what you think 
when you hear worst song lyrics of all time, pal. That's the way we're doing it. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this. I have a long list of songs. It's going to be hard to narrow it down to three. I'm interested to see what you pick here. Okay. Uh, well, here. I, 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 I don't think we'll have any overlap. I, I've got some unique mm-hmm. songs here. but uh, Yeah, there, there's too many songs for them to overlap. Too many yeah. songs for there to be overlap. But what we're going to do, we're going to ask Siri to, to uh, do us a number between 1 and 100 just to keep it fair, and whoever gets that gets the first pick. Tyler, I'll let you pick first. What's your number? Uh, 50. Wow, right in the middle. I'm going to do 78. Okay. Here we go. Siri, give me a number between 1 and 100. Okay. 52, Tyler. We got 52. So Boom, look close. at that. You nailed that. All right, good work. So, Tyler, you will go first. What is your first pick for the worst song lyric of all time? All right, so I'm taking with my first pick because this is the one song that I I do think you could potentially pick this one. So I'm going to go ahead and get this one off the board right now. Okay. Because this is a song I think that universally people loathe not just one line, but the lyrics of the entire song. They Mm -hmm. make no sense. It sounds like a 12-year-old just wrote down a bunch of random words and put them together to a song. I'm going with LFO Summer Girls <laughs> with my number one pick in the worst lyrics draft. Oh, geez. That's a good one. That is a good one. I got to give you that. That is a good one. Um, I mean, just the, the absurdity that, you know, he just randomly throws in Macaulay Culkin was in Home Alone. Like, he talks about Michael J. Fox. Uh, Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Billy Shakespeare would be rolling over in his grave if he heard this song. Because it is, it is just horrendous. Uh, and let, let me let me see if I can find my favorite, uh, my my favorite line from the song. Um, okay. Uh, summertime girls are the kind i like i stole your <laughs> something like i stole your bike is that it well well i mean i mean that part is awful too like not only you gotta steal my girl you gotta steal my bicycle too I yeah mean, that's just that's just pouring salt in the works fault in the wound <laughs> um it, it, it does it does even have the great larry bird jersey 33 33 that's right <laughs> i actually really like that song you i, I mean it is catchy and let, yeah. let's let's be honest, it, it kind of made Abercrombie and Fitch well known to the world. I mean, Abercrombie and Fitch really blew up after this song. Yeah, uh, yeah. You like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I mean, that's that's all right. Um, why can I not what's, find? What's uh, but but what's the part where he says like uh, uh, something about a bunch of trees? You know, you know, like <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Go ahead. <laughs> I like I like the deafening silence of you trying to find it, Tom. Uh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, this is great, Tyler. These lyrics are so bad you've forgotten them. Oh yeah, okay. Here, here, here it is. <laughs> All right, I like the color purple, macaroni and cheese, ruby yes. red slippers, and a bunch of trees. <laughs> a bunch they just needed something that rhymed with macaroni and cheese a bunch of trees <laughs> oh, give God. me a break 
I mean, you could just pick any random line from that song. It's all awful. So I'm going with that as my number one pick. That's a good pick, Tyler. I, I think it's solid. I can see where you're coming from on that. And with my uh, next two picks, Tyler, I'm going to go, first of all, with a guy uh, that everybody knows about, whether good or bad, and that is R. Kelly. All right, R. Kelly. Um, you know, he came out with this song before he was arrested. Um, but this is from his song called You Remind Me of Something. Uh, I don't know if you know this song, Tyler, but he basically talks about the different things that he has that remind him of his girl. All right. Now I want to read this because I think this is really next to Shakespeare. This is pretty close. All right. This is probably the next best thing. All right. Here's the lyric. You remind me of my Jeep. I want to ride it. Something like my sound. I want to pump it. And here's my favorite. Girl, you look just like my cars. I want to wax it. <laughs> God. I mean, so much terrible innuendo that it's just, it's awful. And the fact that you're comparing your girl to a car, I mean, what does that mean? That she's 10 feet long, wide, and heavy as hell? I mean, what, what does that mean? I don't know. How can you compare a girl to a car? It makes no sense to me. It drives me crazy. That song's driven me crazy for a long time. Can't stand it. You know, I, I bet R. Kelly thought when he wrote that song that it was going to be the next Little Red Corvette. It was probably what he was envisioning was, uh, you know, the, the next little yeah. red Corvette song. It wasn't quite as yeah. good. Now, this next one, Tyler, this one's going to be one that a lot of people are like, why is this one so bad? What's the problem okay. with this? What's the problem with this one? But it's a song right. that I can't listen to because of one line, because it upsets me. It upsets me, not because it's like R. Kelly in the last one that I picked where he's comparing his girl to a car. This one upsets me because the lyric makes no sense. And the answer to the question is in the lyric and they're, and they act like they don't know the answer. Okay. Okay. This one, I'm going, I'm going way back here. Tyler. This one is from thin Lizzie. Oh, okay. Thin I, Lizzie. I thought you might've been going meatloaf there for a second. We were no, going no, thin I'm Lizzie. going okay. with a song that was one of their popular songs called jailbreak. Oh, yeah. I know, I know that one. Okay. Tonight okay. there's going to be a okay. jailbreak. Okay. Okay. Let me say the lyric out loud and see if you can think. Tonight there's going to be a jailbreak somewhere in the town. Okay. Where do you think the jailbreak's going to happen? In the friggin' jail. It drives me crazy, Tyler. Tonight there's going to be a jailbreak somewhere in the town. How about you check the damn jail? That's where the jailbreak is. Why would you say somewhere in the town? How are you going to have a jailbreak at the CVS? How are you going to have a jailbreak at Meyer? It's at the damn jail. It makes me so mad. I can't listen to the song because it doesn't make any sense. It drives me crazy. I mean, unless there's more than one jail, you know, that, that's, that's, the only, that's the only other alternative. But you would imagine, you know, he said in the town, I, I can't imagine there are any towns that have multiple jail uh, facilities. Lazy songwriting. Lazy. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. I can't even listen to the song because I know when the chorus comes around, I'm going to want to punch something. I don't <laughs> like it. That's, that's a good, you know, I had, I've heard that song, I mean, a hundred times and I, I've never even realized that, but you're absolutely right. It does make no sense. No sense. Whatsoever. Yep. Okay, Tyler, you got the next two picks. What do you got? Uh, 
All right. Uh, first of all, Brandon, I'm very surprised that you didn't just go with uh, three different Florida Georgia line songs for, for your pick. So I'm, I'm very proud uh, that you, I mean, maybe you'll pick them with your last one, but I was really expecting a heavy dose of Florida Georgia line there. Well, I can tell you this. I'm saving that for our draft of things that make you vomit. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. My yeah. next pick, uh, I, I'm going with country songs for my next two picks. Now, I am a huge country music fan, especially 90s country. I think it's one of the greatest eras of country music ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pick a song by actually a country music artist that I really like a lot, which is Blake Shelton. I've been to two Blake Shelton concerts. I, I love his early stuff. You know, you know, Austin was awesome. Uh, Old Red, uh, you know, and, and just uh, just a lot of great songs from Mr. Blake. Mm-hmm. But what th- this song in particular just makes me uh, almost want to vomit. That I, I think it might qualify for that category. <laughs> it's the song "Boys Round Here." You know that song? No, I don't know that at all. No, yeah, the boys round here drinking that ice cold beer. And, and so he then goes to talk about girls and trucks and beer and kicking up dust as, as every country music song does nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let, let me read you the line that makes me cringe. Uh, oh, so he says, the boys around here sending up a prayer to the man upstairs. Backwoods legit. Don't take no shit. Chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, oh, spit. Yeah. Oh, that's that song. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that is terrible. So, I mean, in addition to just talking about, uh, you know, sending up prayers and then dropping, uh, you know, the, the S bomb in the next line, we then have to say chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, spit. Spit. Oh, God. What is, is more disgusting than that? And why, why do we need to say chew tobacco three times? It just really annoys me. And the fact that we could not come up with something else, just, just lazy songwriting and disgusting, yeah. disgusting songwriting. Yeah, yeah, I think it's disgusting songwriting. I actually think it's semi-creative songwriting, just not good. <laughs> you know, I mean, who's going to say chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco? You know, a lot of people aren't going to think that. But maybe they were like, hey, we need a few more syllables here. We're, we're short on syllables for this last line. Can we just say something? And somebody just said, hey, how about chew tobacco? And it worked. It's actually a popular song, but you're right. It's terrible. It's disgusting. It's horrible. I'm yeah, with you. I mean, uh, other than that part, I actually like the rest of the song. But that, that just ruins it for me. Gross. I get it. I get it, Ty. That, that, that's a good one. I like that. I can't wait to hear what your last one is. What we got for – this is a big uh, one. This is all number right. three. Uh, my last pick, as I said, it's going to be another country song. This is by an artist that I hate, which is Luke Bryan, who I think is one of the worst country music artists to ever exist. <laughs> I hate Luke Bryan. This is my least favorite Luke Bryan song. It's called Drunk on You. Do you know this song, Brandon? Oh, no, thankfully. You know, it's it's one of those, you know, every, you know, country star has a, you know, a song about summertime, you know, so, so it's, you know, I just want to get a little drunk on you and high on summertime, oh. not, not ringing any bells. No, 
Uh, I think I probably turned uh, it before it got to that point. All right. Uh, but here, here's how the chorus starts. Th- this is the part of the song that I really cannot stand. Girl, you make my speakers go boom, boom. Dancing on the tailgate in the full moon. That kind of thing makes a man go, mm-mm. Girl, you make my speakers go boom, uh, boom. Uh, l- listen, I, I imagine, you know, back in the day when our grandparents were, were, were courting and, you know, t- taking a young lady out for a date. I, I just can't imagine any man looking at a girl and saying, you know what, girl, you make my speakers go <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, and God. any girl not just immediately running for the hills yeah this is terrible <laughs> this 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 is terrible it's awful it reminds me of uh you know an office space where the guy shows them their jump to conclusions matt or he's talking about it and the guy just says this is terrible idea this is horrible <laughs> yeah it reminds me of that 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 is that's awful that's one of the worst things I've heard, Tyler. I can't. And this is why I don't listen to Luke Bryan. He's awful. Yeah, that's, that's that's just a typical Luke Bryan song. God, I am calling BS that any girl would ever be impressed with that line. No way. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's not going to work at all. God, Tyler, that makes me just physically disgusted. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. This this third one, Tyler, with my last pick, I'm going to go with a band that I absolutely love. You know, sometimes oh, okay. it's important to call out your own. You know, when they make mistakes. And you know, I'm a big Kiss fan, Tyler. You know this, right? Yes, you are. Well, they have a song from 1984 called Burn, Bitch, Burn. <laughs> okay. Which on its face, you think, okay, expectations pretty low for this song. Sure. But there are so many bad lyrics in this song, it's hard to narrow it down to one, but I've done it. So here, here we go, Tyler. I'll just I'll give you the sampler and then I'll give you the, the entree. All right. First two lines of the song. These aren't the worst ones, but first two lines of the song. Well, it's out of the frying pan and into the fire. You're bent over, baby. Let me be the driver. Okay. So we're we're starting out on a very low note. And you think, okay, well, it's got to get better from here. Correct? I mean, no, nowhere to it, go with up. It couldn't get worse, lyrically speaking, or lazier. However, when you get to the pre-chorus, which, by the way, the chorus is burn, bitch, burn, ooh, 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 repeated three <laughs> times. Okay, that's the chorus, okay? That's not even the worst part. The worst part is the pre-chorus as it's building up to this epic chorus of suck, all right? And that is this, Tyler. Let me read this. I wish we had some poetry music. Now, I want you to pay Please. attention to the la- to the last line, all right? I got nasty habits. It's a fine line. So many girls, so little time. Okay. All right. When love rear, rears its head, I want to get on your case. And then the next line, Tyler, oh, babe, I want to put my log in your fireplace. God. Why? <laughs> Why? <sighs> Tyler, worst uh. lyric I've ever heard. I don't I'm know. never never looking at fireplaces the same again after that. <laughs> so you don't think that's going to be your pickup line tonight when you get the kids to bed, you know, <laughs> and you're sitting in the living room? So, oh, babe, um, I'm going to put my log in your fireplace. <laughs>
That's it's not going to work. Is it? it's terrible. It's no. it's almost hard for me to say it because it's such a bad lyric. It's bad because it's lazy. It's bad because that's something I probably could have cranked out when I was in the seventh grade trying to write a song. Um, it's just awful. The innuendo is not cool. It's not funny. It's not clever. It's just awful. And after those first two lines of the song, you wouldn't think it would get worse. And they just lay that stink fest on it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing Kiss did not win any Grammys for that album. <laughs> that is, I, I mean, let's be honest, Kiss isn't known for their, their great lyrics. You know, they're, No, there were several Kiss but, songs that I considered in this. Uh, <laughs> there was one, there's one called Read My Body which the chorus is read my body are the letters big enough <laughs> do you like the book of my love turn the page and get to the good stuff uh, oh I my mean, there's goodness. a lot of terrible lyrics you make me rock hard baby all night loves like a glove and it fits just right i mean they they've written some terrible god awful lyrics tyler but in are, my are, we opinion, gonna, are we gonna have to put a, a disclaimer on this podcast before we post it because i, I don't want little children hearing these lyrics Tyler, I think we crossed that bridge when we when I talked about R. Kelly waxing a girl like he does his car. I think uh, I think that bridge has done been crossed. Yeah, well, I, when I share this on Twitter, I'll be sure to make sure people know not to have their kids around for for segment three. Make sure you leave a link on Spotify for this Kiss song too, so they can listen to it <laughs> and how bad it really is. It's awful. Oh, uh, that that does it sounds just, just horrible. Uh, so to, to wrap up our picks, Brandon, you had the uh, the R. Kelly. What was the R. Kelly song? You remind me of something. You remind me of something. Jailbreak and Burn, Bitch, Burn. Just That's correct. I mean, just everybody put those three songs on your playlist right now on your workout list. That, that'll let's, get create you a, let's create a Spotify playlist and put it on Twitter. I think we should. Song lyrics. And, my, and my picks were Summer Girls, uh, Boys Round Here, and Drunk on You. I mean, I could just listen to those six songs all day long and uh, probably hang myself later. But <laughs> yeah, this is, I think this is those terrible, are some Tyler. great picks. Yeah, these are. I, th- I agree with you. There are some good picks. Uh, very interesting episode. I mean, we covered. We talked about Wagyu steaks. We learned what Wagyu is and that Arby selling it at uh, basement prices. Five nine. Crazy. How Mummy has no defense for his actions. The issues with Kentucky football, we talk Coach Cal, new commitments, new food items, a guy that's going to eat himself to death at some point. Just a lot of stuff, Tyler, and we ended it with our worst lyrics draft. This has been an all-encompassing show, i got to say. I'm very impressed with what we've done here today, and I think it's been a service to the community and to the world. Yeah, this this, this was great. I'm sure this will go down in history as uh, something that people will listen to for generations uh, assuming people do get to hear it since our last zoom episode has uh, yet to make it through the cloud and onto the uh, podcast feed this is going to work I have this a one this one fingers crossed yeah absolutely but uh, make sure you follow us on twitter at lexbuds lexbuds.com we're posting new articles there and as always check out our podcast we try to post every week when we're not traveling we do our best don't we Tom? Um, and then make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and review. That helps us out. Follow us anywhere on the internet. On, uh, just type in the word LexBuzz and you will find us. And with that said, Tyler, it was a fun episode. And we will see all of you all next time. Stay classy, Stay classy Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs>